Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Strong and Beautiful podcast. My name is Katie Muller, and I am the host and creator of the show. My entire goal of this podcast is to cut the crap of the fitness industry and bring some truth and light into something that appears to only bring you down. I want you to walk away feeling empowered with the knowledge of how truly strong and how truly beautiful you really are. You are so much more capable than you know. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Brittany LaRue, who is a little firecracker of energy and light and all things sparkles. And she is currently running a business coaching both lifestyle and bikini competitors. Brittany has a history of competing in bikini herself and is now transitioned into finding true health and balance in her own body and navigating that post-competition healthy weight gain. And we just have a super honest and real conversation about what true health looks like and how it looks different on every single person. So I hope you enjoyed this little chat as much as I did. Okay, Brittany, welcome to the Strong and Beautiful show. I am so, so happy that you are here and super excited for this conversation. Um, So yeah, why don't you just talk about who you are, what you do, who you help, go from there. Cool. I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This is so exciting. Um, I have been wanting to do some podcasting stuff for a while. So when you asked, I was like, absolutely, I would love to chat with you. Um, so my name is Brittany LaRue. Like you said, I am an online nutrition and fitness coach. Um, I have been in the industry now for a little over six years. Uh, most of what I do is online. I have done personal training in the past. I have a bachelor's of science in exercise science. Um, and I also am a bikini competitor. Uh, so I have been involved in fitness for a long time. And I've definitely been, I guess you could say, on like all ends of the spectrum of fitness, uh, competing, trying to find a balance in life, just all different things. And, you know, I like to kind of take my own experience and what I've learned and be able to apply that to my clients, which is really, really like my like passion and what I do. Yeah, totally. So you've been in fitness for a long time. Obviously, you have a ton of education and experience to back it up. Where did it first start, though? Like how like what got you into fitness to begin with? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, And I feel like this is one that I've like thought on for a long time. uh, Because a lot of people ask you, you know, how do how do you start doing what you do? Um, So I was a competitive dancer growing up. So fitness was Mm -hmm. always something that I was like involved in, but didn't know I was involved in, I guess you could say like I was always active. Um, And then when I was a junior in high school, I decided to do the Miss North Carolina Teen USA pageant. Um, on a whim completely but with that pageant there was swimwear so that was the first time that I really um like learned the concept of a diet uh knew that I had to like look a certain way and I hired a personal trainer um and that is really the first time that I like transformed my body so about when I was 16 um that's how it all started And then as I got older, um, you know, I still had a love for it. And when I was done competing for dance, I needed another activity. And that's kind of how bodybuilding came around. 
Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm very similar because I also started in a dance background and then after high school, dance just kind of stops. And then if you don't find something else to keep you going, then you're going to start putting on weight really fast because dance is intense. And I I was there all the time and I'm sure you were too. So you really have to think about it because it was just done for you. But after you finish, it's like, okay, now what? So that's cool that you kind of transitioned it like while you were still dancing and then were able to continue that afterwards too. What was the process like going from just working out and enjoying that into the bikini competing? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So gosh, how did it? So I was training to be healthy. That was kind of my thing. Um, and then once I was done dancing, I, since I was a competitive dancer, I was a performer. Like I loved the stage. I loved the costumes. Like all of that was what drew me to it. Mm-hmm. And so since I was into fitness anyways, I was kind of like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? You know? And it was like, well, you can wear a sparkly bikini and you can get in super fit shape yeah. and do this on a stage, you know? So it was kind of just my next transition from like competitive dancing really and finding that like performing outlet again okay yeah totally and I'm always curious to know when you first go into a bodybuilding competition because I've never done it I've had people ask if I would ever consider it and honestly I don't think I would um just because of the mental aspect um and how did that did it impact you at all like were you going in more confident and you came out of it or how did that all kind of I guess morph right right yes so the mental aspect of it is 100% just as hard as the physical Um, and that's the cool thing about it because through the process you do kind of learn how hard you can push yourself and I that sounds like so cliche but I think literally anyone that's ever competed will say that you find out how hard mentally you can push yourself because you're telling yourself like you can't do this on a regular basis. You can't have this. You can't, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but I would say the the first season, like my first season competing, I had no idea what to expect, like no clue. So, I mean, I went into it blind <laughs> completely, um, which in a way was, you know, kind of good uh, because I didn't know how hard it was going to be. Yeah. Um, my second season around was much more of like an improvement for me. So, uh, I went into it like I have to be better. And that was kind of my drive through my second season. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you know what to expect, like, you know, it's going to be hard. And then it almost just becomes a challenge for you. Like, it's like, okay, how much more can I do? How much better can I like be? How much more can I push? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it definitely has its mental downfalls as well afterwards. And I think a lot of people kind of go through that too, that, okay, I'm, I'm done competing. Now what? Um, I think that that's something a lot of people have to deal with too. Right. Yes. And after competition, I think I've heard a lot of people talk about the weight gain is really hard because you get down to such a low body fat percentage. That's just not realistic and it's not sustainable and you look amazing for like those couple weeks, but obviously you can't stay at that point. So I guess, how is it? 
like a healthy way to go about that or to transition from that low body fat percentage into something that's more maintainable and then working back to where you started, which was working towards health, not working towards a competition. How was that transition? Right, right. Um, so anyone that asks me, I will be point blank and say that it's hard. Yeah. Really hard to do. Um, and honestly, that is, it's just part of it. Like it's part of a mental battle that I still to this day have to deal with. Like, Mm -hmm. so I haven't competed now for mm, two, two and a half years, something like that. And even to this day, I will look at myself and I'm healthy. And I went through some non-healthy phases coming out of the show, which is a long story, but, um, like I'm healthy now and I still look at myself and I'm like, I'm not where I was when I was, you know, going for a stage and that's hard. Um, but you know, the best thing that you can do is one, if you are in a dieting phase, any sort of dieting phase, it doesn't even be for a show. You have to come out of it slowly. You cannot all of a sudden just go eat all these foods that you used to eat or, you know, go try to increase all of this food all of a sudden because your body is so fragile and it responds to so much. So just as it responded to you taking that food away, if you're dieting, if you're shredding for a bikini, whatever it may be, it's going to respond to putting the food back. So you have to just be so mentally aware. And that is really, really hard. Um, and you know, I have become a huge advocate for like mental health. Um, just any, like it can be whatever works for you, whether that's journaling, meditating, affirmations, like whatever it may be, but you have to build yourself up from the inside. And that is like something I have consistently been working on and still trying to improve upon. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can see that in you. Like I haven't, I've known you for almost a year now, but I can see the process of you. Yeah. You've gained weight, you've gained healthy weight, but right. you're so much more focused on how do I take care of myself instead of how do I change myself? And then through that, like caring for myself, sure, maybe some changes will happen, but it does have to come from that like inside place. And I can totally relate because I was like, I was not a competitor, but I was really, really small. And then I gained weight because I knew that I had to, but I was also in school that year. So I wasn't moving as much and I ended up gaining the weight, which was fine. And I wasn't overweight, but I wasn't happy with it because I knew that I wasn't fueling myself properly and exercising properly and it wasn't because I need to look this way it was okay I know that I'm not like honoring my body with the nutrients and the exercise and the movement and the mental awareness basically that I need to so with the like mental side of things have you struggled since being able to be confident with where you're at or how do you keep coming back to that inside confidence because it's so easy in our world now and in social media and especially this past year because we're all on our phones like all the time because there's nothing else to do how do you keep coming back to that inside voice or that inside confidence that you know is true but it's right. the wash over it. Gosh, uh, 
Well, I like wish that I had like a wonderful answer to give people (laughs) for this. Like I truly do. Like I wish I could be like, okay, you have to do this, this and this, and it's going to be fixed and you're going to be fine. Um, But, you know, I think it is a constant daily work and it's something Mm -hmm. that I am working on still every single day. Like I even called my mom literally last week and was like, you know, just like let it like for like the freak out moment of like, you know, this isn't right, this isn't right, like blah blah blah. And and I'm dealing with some like health stuff too, like not related to dieting or anything like that. But yeah. last year I was diagnosed with PCOS, which mm-hmm. is nothing related to to bodybuilding or what I've done in the past. It's just genetic. Um yeah. and there's some like other things that I'm trying to deal with like on that realm. Um plus now you are so right. Like social media right now is just in everybody's face. It's in everyone's face. And I have to like pride part of it because women are being honest. Um, But then there's also that side of it that is always going to be in your face of perfection. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, like that's something that I've definitely been battling with because in our industry and especially with what I do with coaching not only just lifestyle clients, but also competitors at this point, yeah. it's hard for me um, to feel worthy of what I do when I don't necessarily look uh, like I, in my head, feel yeah. like I should look. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, a lot of it, and like, I, like I've been saying, is like mental work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's learning to stop thoughts in my head you know, like when I start to feel those negative thoughts, I literally have to reroute them, yeah. whether that be um, like, I have a notebook next to me all the time. And I do this almost every morning. Like, if I feel like if I have a thought of like, you're not good enough, in that notebook, I write, I am good enough. Like, I will literally take the thought that I'm having and spin it to what would be a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that I do consistently. And then something else too, and you've probably seen this on my story. Like, I think I put something up not too long ago where I was like, I wish I could be friends with so many people on social media. Like all of a sudden, like I started seeing all of these really, really positive women. Mm -hmm. um, And it made me start going through and like anyone that I saw where I was not like comfortable with it, where not that I didn't like them or whatever, but you know, if it was someone that I saw and I was just like, that makes me not feel good about myself. I got rid of it. Yeah. Like I was just like, I don't want to see that anymore. Like I don't want to be second guessing myself anymore. Like there's no need for it because like I'm worthy of what I do. I'm good Mm -hmm. at what I do, you know, like, and I don't mean that like in a weird way. No, absolutely. Like, you know, like we all have our passions and our strengths and it's just so important that we stick almost like stay in your lane, (laughs) you know, like stick with what you're good at, do what you're good at. And like that will show through more than anything. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I can definitely relate to that because being a personal trainer, there is an image that you're kind of expected to uphold. It's crazy. And yeah. it's the same thing like in any industry. If you're a hairdresser, you're expected to have really nice hair. If you're a makeup artist, you're expected to come to your job with nice makeup. Otherwise, people just aren't going to trust you. So there right. is that level of like, I do have to maintain certain standards. But those standards don't have to be the world's standards or like the fitness industry standards. You can kind of create your own standards. And that's 
really hard to do, but kind of like what you were saying um, with the negative thoughts and writing them down. Another way to look at it when you do have those standard thoughts, I guess, of these like negativity things going on in your head is to look at it like it's a different entity. So like if I'm having those thoughts like, oh, you're not good enough. I don't even consider that like my thought. I just consider it a thought and I can now kind of take a step out of the picture and look at that thought individually and like throw it out because it's not me anymore. So it's tough, but you can create your own standards and you can create your own confidence. But like you said, it is a daily choice. I think that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is like confidence is a choice. You don't have to be a certain way, look a certain way, whatever. Like you can choose that today I'm going to be confident. And when those thoughts pop up, I'm going to write them down and replace them with like a truth statement. I've heard that said before, or like, yeah, like I said, look at it like a different entity and just replace it. it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is like being able to like work, like, work on something every day and um like that way you know you know you're working on something you know you're committing to yourself and you're making it happen and I think just in that it can really show you like how much you value yourself like I've mm-hmm. I actually have had this conversation with multiple clients this week yeah. I don't know if it's like something in the stars <laughs> or what but I had clients come to me and I even had this conversation with my mom. So it's like, I'm right in there. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're like, I feel like I lost myself. I feel like I don't quite know where I'm at, you know, all this stuff. And, and like my mom <laughs> put it great. So we're just going to use, you know, motherly advice. But yeah. she looked at me and she was like, Brittany, you're trying to put all of these problems into one. And she described it as a pie. She said, you're putting okay. all these problems in one pie. She was like, in doing that, you're just beating yourself up over and over and over again. So she's like, so how are you going to solve anything with that? She's like, you can't eat a pot, an entire pie in a bite. There's no way. She yeah. was like, so you, what you need to do is you need to separate all of these things. She was like, if you're not confident about your body, what are you going to do? You know, and it's not necessarily like I'm going to lose weight or anything like that. Like it could be something simple. Like I need to fuel myself because I don't feel good. How can I do it? I can start incorporating these foods. I can start drinking my water. I can start getting eight hours of sleep, whatever it may be, Yeah. you know? And then it's like mental. It's like, if you're not mentally feeling worthy, what are you going to do? You can journal, you can meditate, you can do your affirmations, you can do whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But she was like, you know, split all of these things up and tackle one thing every day. Yeah. She's like, you could tackle five things if you, if you feel like it, you know, she was like, but commit to yourself to do that one thing every single day. And and the more I thought about it, you know, I was like, that's so true because when you can commit yourself and you can hit that goal, that one thing, you are showing yourself that you're worthy. You're showing Mm -hmm. yourself that you care, you know? And I think that that in itself will build you up and make you feel so much more confident, like what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Compartmentalizing things. And like you said, like everybody likes ticking off a box on like their to-do list. So do one thing, like, I don't care what it is, even if like the one thing that I tell somebody when they're starting out or when we're kind of exploring the idea of starting a new program or working with Mm -hmm. me or working with somebody else, 
the first thing I tell them is like, I don't care if you work with me, if you work with that other coach, if you work by yourself, but you have to decide that you are going to make a change because it's not about me. It's not about that coach. It's not about whatever. It's about you and you deciding that you're going to take those actions to get to where you want to be because nobody else can take them for you. So exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We have, you know, I'll have clients sometimes that are like, are you going to give me a hard program? Like, am I going to get results? And I'm like, it's going to be as hard as you make it, you know, like we can give you everything that you need, but if you don't do it, Mm -hmm. it's not me that's failing, you know, like it's, it's like, that's on you. And so that, that could not be more true, you know, for anyone that's thinking about starting their journey or hiring a coach, which I, I do think that having a coach is amazing if you are yeah. just getting into this like and I know that you feel the same way too whether that be a personal trainer or whether that be someone online just someone that can help you narrow down all of the crazy crap yeah. that is out there <laughs> you know like and the thing is is there's so many things out there and a lot of them work but mm-hmm. a lot of them work individually it's not like you can just grab from this grab from that grab from that grab from that and expect to have these results you know yeah. I don't know where, like, how I got on that tangent, but it's so true. I really do think having, like, guidance in this journey, whether that be mentally or physically, is just huge. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's actually funny because that reminds me of a conversation I overheard in the gym the other day. And I just, like, shook my head and walked away because it was this guy talking to another girl. And the girl was vegan. And he does keto. And they were having this argument about which is better. But then he was saying that he's half vegan. And I was like, you're only half vegan. So what, like, and keto, you can't be vegan and keto. Like, it just doesn't work. And I was like, trying so hard to understand what he would have meant by that. I'm like, do you just like have beans sometimes or like every other day you're vegan like it was so confusing to me but it's the same idea like sure maybe vegan is what you want to do or maybe you want to try out keto but you can't do everything because they're not meant to work together so when you do that direction now it's going to be built for you specifically. It's going to be sustainable because it's something exactly. that's going to work for you. And yeah, it just like, it baffled me. I don't even know where that came from, but it yes. was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. Like, how are you happy? Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy. So Amy, like, I guess kind of, change of direction here what would you say is a sustainable approach then if you're only choosing one thing like how do you know which one thing to choose yeah so you know honestly like I am always just for a well-balanced diet (laughs) I mean yeah no totally like I'm not against being keto and, you know, I think when it comes to veganism, like being, that's how I would say it, right? Veganism. Yeah. I think so. um, <laughs> like if it's a religious choice, 100%, I would never question you on that. And, yes. you know, if it's a choice like that, you feel um, 
drawn to, I will always make that work, you know, and I feel like it can still be very well balanced now and be vegan. So if I had to say like, what is kind of my go-to, it's always going to be like, if we're going to break it down in macros, I guess say a balance between proteins, carbs, and fats, because I have found that that, and you will hear so many other people say this, when it comes to longevity, if you want this to be a full lifestyle for you, you've got to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Because chances are, if you're trying to go keto and then you have your daughter's birthday party and you order pizza, all of a sudden you're going to eat four pieces of pizza and you're going to be starting over again on Monday, which yeah. is going to be creating that yo-yo effect. And, you know, it's like you have to find something that you can really genuinely stick to. Yeah. And I found, you know, it's just find, finding a balance. Now, granted, like I will say that some people work better off of more fat, you may yeah. say, or some people work better off of more carbs or something like that. And I really think that that is a process that you have to go through. Another reason why like coaches are great because they yeah. can kind of walk you through it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my clients, I have my clients for years. They stay on meal plans for years, but it's because every single week I'm able to change things. I'm able to adjust things so that they're able to still have fun. You know, they're able to still enjoy what they want to enjoy without feeling like they're necessarily like restricted. Like I always tell my clients and like meal plans are great because like I can control your intake if you have goals, you know, like if weight loss is your goal, you've got to have some sort of control in that. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, if you're craving ice cream, you tell me and we make it happen. Like I would never just tell you no. Um, If a balanced, healthy lifestyle is your thing. You know, now contest prep and bodybuilding, like that's a whole different, like other. Yeah. Other <laughs> yeah stories. Really have flexibility, but. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think that, that, you know, my like advice to anybody, like if you're really looking for to be balanced and healthy and fueling your system, like focus on micronutrients. I think that is huge. <laughs> I think that a lot of people get so focused on like macros now that we're yeah. like, cutting our quality of food out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think it's kind of like almost kind of making a resurgence now, like the like importance of quality food. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like really all of the like classic advice you hear, get enough protein, eat your veggies, like yeah. all of those things are just so important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And the micronutrients is a really good point because, you can hit your macronutrients and still not be healthy because you're oh, yeah. getting Absolutely. your protein from a protein bar every single time, or you're never eating vegetables because you can fill your yeah. macronutrients with whatever you want. That's the whole, like, if right. it fits your macros. And while there's a place for that, you can't live off of that because those vitamins and minerals and fiber, like, your body can't burn the fat without those things. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. super important. Oh, exactly. like, numbers are important, but what those numbers are made up of is even more important. So yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I think the numbers, I mean, I think the numbers are important. Like I said, if you have a goal of weight loss or something, like when it boils down to it, yes, the numbers are important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I say balanced diet, like, I don't just mean carbs, fats, and proteins. Like I definitely am am a proponent of whole foods, like a general whole foods. And I mean, I'm sure like a lot of people have heard of like the 80, 20 kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like 
that's like a relative guideline, like whatever that may mean to you. But, you know, like really sticking to those whole food, that whole food approach, I think in the long run is just going to make you feel so much better. And it's going to help you get the results quicker because like, let's be real, like a protein for four meals a day is not going to get you what you want or protein bar four meals a day is not going to get you what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yes. Aim for balanced (laughs) moral story here. (laughs) Like, I mean, I like, I preach that because I have been on so many ends of the spectrum of it. Like, so like contest prep, like I love competing. I love competing. Um, But like, I will say when you talk about, you know, the importance of the minerals and the micros and like all of that. Mm -hmm. So coming out of my second season, I had a ton of um, hormone issues and like eating issues, like all of this stuff, because I was really restricted for a very long time. Um, And I am someone where like when I have a coach and this is not downplaying my previous coach whatsoever, but like when I get told what to do, I do it. Um, I'm very, I'm just one of those people. Mm -hmm. Uh, So finally, like kind of when I took things into my own hands and I realized, you know, that I wasn't maybe uh, going for a show anymore that I really needed to focus on my overall health outside and inside. Um, That's when all of these things kind of started popping up. And I think a lot of that happened because I wasn't fueling my body with Mm -hmm. the things that were important. Um, So over the past, I mean, it took me, it took me a full year, almost year and a half to even get my body back to like a healthy equilibrium. Like, and that was work every Mm -hmm. single day. Um, and you know, it came with weight that I didn't want to gain. Like it didn't really have an option, but weight that I didn't want to gain, you know, like over what my body would naturally want to do. And I can say like this past year, I'm finally to a place where I'm trying to get that balance again. Like I'm fueling my body, right. I have done like so much research and like listening to my system, what feels good, what you should be doing, like your body tells you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I finally like am getting to a place where it's like, I'm at a healthy balance from what I've done two years ago. Like it's crazy. It can take that long, but it can, like, I always cautious, like caution people when they're like, I want to do this fad diet of losing like 40 pounds and whatever. And I'm like, no, you don't, you really don't. (laughs) Like, trust me. I've been there almost, you know, like kind of idea. And I'm like, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Like the rapid weight loss is what people want, but you don't realize what it's doing to your hormone levels and to organs and like everything. And it, it takes a long time for your body to trust you again, because it doesn't know what you're going to do next. So if you want to lose the weight, or if you have that goal, again, this is kind of bodybuilding side, because you do have to be super specific with that. But if you have that goal, you have to approach it in a way that's going to last you longer than three months. I can say like, that is something that, cause we do coach lifestyle clients and we coach bodybuilders, you know, and that's something that our team really, really prides ourselves on yeah. is that we, one, we will never let you get ready for a show quicker than you're, than you're ready. If that makes sense. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. for people that come to us and say, I want to compete in 16 weeks, 
we will never crash diet you for 16 weeks if you're not ready and like can do it safely. Like we make sure because there are so many coaches out there that will get you to a stage and do it in a very unhealthy manner. And we just aren't willing to risk our athletes like that. And so we would much rather be honest with somebody um, than put them at risk, you know, just, just for a stage. Like that is definitely something that we focus so much on is our athletes and their health Mm -hmm. uh, because it is, it's so important. Like I can say like we have our athletes are, if they can, if they can follow a reverse diet after, like I said, like it's so important that afterwards, you know, after everything, but if they can follow it, they usually end up coming out healthier than they were before the show. Yeah, um, but that's because we take our time and we do it right, which unfortunately that's just uh that's not what you see every day now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. I always say that the diet after the diet is more important. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 It's just bringing your body back to that comfortable maintenance level, so totally. Right. Yeah. Um is competing something that you will do again? Is that like down the road or I love this question. Um, I still actually still love hate relationship with this. Yeah. Um, So I absolutely 100% want to compete again in the future. Um, I don't know when it will be. I don't know if it will be for sure or not. Um, You know, I, I took, excuse me, I took a break first for my health um, Mm -hmm. because that was something that really needed to be taken care of. Um, and then, you know, I have been so involved in our business that like that has really taken so much time. Um, and the like head coach of our team, the founder of our team, Steve, he still competes and he is a professional. And at this point, like that is a paycheck, (laughs) um, you know, and for me, it is a passion. Uh, so when he is done, like, it's hard to have two people doing that at once because it really is so taxing and there has to be someone that can uh mentally keep it together I mean that sounds so weird but yeah like you know we have we have over a hundred clients now that we work with on a weekly basis that is a lot of people that have to be managed you know so um I would say like, yes, I want to compete for sure, but it's going to have to be when the time is right for me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely still like, I mean, always in the back of my head because I do, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think I like, I really appreciate that answer because you are putting your health first still and you're putting other things in your life first and you're not sacrificing the rest of your life just to look a certain way or do a certain thing like your first priority is not I want to be on stage your first priority is I want to support my body and I want to support my business and I want to support my boyfriend and um, yeah that's just a really cool outlook yeah I mean I'll be honest it has um taken some time to be able to I would say genuinely have that outlook on it you know like I would tell myself like it was good for me or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, But like coming out of my second season, it was Steve that looked at me finally. And he was like, okay, something's got to give. Like he could just see that I wasn't healthy. And at the time I was blind. I didn't, I was like, you know, like blind to it. You don't see it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, so that, 
him saying he was like, you need to take a year off. To me, that was like an arrow in the heart because I was, like I said, I was blind to it. Um, But I would say like, it's definitely been a process of like self-discovery and really Mm -hmm. finding what is important to me. And at the end of it, like you can't be on a stage forever. Yeah. You know, like you can't, like for me, it's, it is a passion because I like the rhinestones and I like the sparkles and <laughs> yeah. I want to perform, you know, yeah. like that side of it. But I've learned that my health is so much more important. And mm-hmm. if I were to compete again, it would be a totally different ball game than the first mm-hmm. time. Um, because I do have such a better outlook on the importance of my body and my health and mm-hmm. knowing that like I have a business and I care for other people, you know, and that, is really, really like my passion. Like when I was growing up, people would ask, you know, people ask you, what are you going to be when you grow Mm -hmm. up, whatever, you know? And I would always just say, I don't know. I just want to help people. Yeah. Like, I mean, as like a kid, I would tell people, I don't know. I just Mm want to help people. My mom was like, you're so weird. Um, But, (laughs) you know, I found this mix now of like my niche of helping people. Mm -hmm. um, And that has just become so much more of a priority to me right now is being able to see like other people succeed like that is just gold in my eyes (laughs) yeah totally I know I'm similar in the way because I obviously also run my own business but like I am not a you are a rock star running your own business (laughs) thank you I was gonna say I am not a like quote-unquote business person like I hate the business side of things I do not like (laughs) numbers I don't like systems I don't like organizing but I love coaching and like you said I love to see people hit their own goals and that's why I keep going even though like it's tax season and I'm like I don't know what to do for that I think we had this (laughs) conversation like both of us are like business sucks like yeah, like all of the like business stuff I want like and I'm sure you're the same way like I have had to learn yeah so much like even so coming into flawless like I came in as the lifestyle coach but I also came in as like the manager of the team so right. Steve does I've started doing more contest prep because we've grown so much mm-hmm. um but like Steve does majority contest prep and then I took over marketing, accounting, any like email, like whatever it may be. Like I took literally the entire background of the business, which is what you're doing for yourself. Yeah. So like, I'm sure you can relate. It's like, we just want to help people. We just want to see people succeed. And like, (laughs) please don't make me deal with all these like numbers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So annoying. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, Brittany, for coming on. Do you have any like last thoughts for anyone Oh man, last thought. Well, I think like, honestly, like moral of the story, ladies and gents, you know, is like, do the things that make you really happy. And whether that be like your fitness or your mental health or whatever, like find that balance and find that for yourself and nobody else. Like that is just so important, you know, like you are the one that creates your reality and your lifestyle. And you are the only one that can make a change every single day to be better. Um, So like never be afraid to do that. And like also never be afraid to reach out for help. I feel like just with everything going on this past year, so many people got so isolated and it's like, now we're all almost trying to like readjust to reality again and stuff. Or like, you know, maybe you are wanting to get on this fitness journey and, you see all of these Instagram people and you just don't know where to start, like find someone that you trust 
mm-hmm. and reach out to them and ask them. Like, yeah. I know like you're this, like you, you say this and like, I say, I say this all the time on my social media. Like if you want to chat, chat with me, like yeah. I'm not necessarily going to be like, sign up for my package. It's $200 a month. They're like, whatever it may be, you know, like yeah. we genuinely just want to help you. So like yeah. never hesitate to find someone that you feel like you relate to reach out to them. And like, you never know like where that can lead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then like we were talking about earlier, like it doesn't matter if it's with me, if it's with Brittany, if it's with your coach, like find somebody that you connect with. Because again, this isn't about us. This is about you making the decision to make your life change or your body change or your mental health change, whatever it is. So and you will be so happy that you did it. You will be so happy that you put in that time because it really does just make your life that much better. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Totally. Well, Brittany, again, thank you for joining us. And thank you everyone for listening. Um, If you want to connect with Brittany, she's on Instagram. I think it's just at the LaRue. Fit? It's B LaRue Fit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll put it in the show notes if you want to find her. Definitely go check it out. Like all her stuff, comment on everything. <laughs> show her some love. Um, and yeah, if you enjoyed this conversation, take a little screenshot that you are listening to and tag us both on social media so we can show you some love. And yes. we will talk to you all again next week. Yay. Thank you, Katie, so much. And thank you guys for listening.